Hello, and welcome to Absolute Nom, a podcast about everything food-related and cooking on Twitch. We are your hosts. I'm Muddy Saul, a classically trained chef and foodie, and this is... I'm Trina, a meal planning coach and health and wellness advocate. In this episode, we will explore and talk about why we crave certain foods, why we associate foods with memories, and the social aspects of food. Yes, so we do know that cravings come in two forms, both physical and emotional cravings when it when we're talking about food cravings. And the physical aspect is based on hunger. If you're hungry, you crave all kinds of different foods just to satisfy uh, that hunger feeling that you have. You want to, you know, make sure you're eating so that you get rid of those hunger pains. But then there's the emotional aspect of it also. Um, and that can be triggered by anything, depression, happiness, sadness, just any emotional uh, reaction that you have to food. And when that happens, we're usually craving sweet and salty and fats, all the stuff that's not so great for you. And the reason why that happens is because your brain uh, basically produces these feelings of satisfaction. And uh, that's why we end up craving the things that are the worst for us. So. So, yeah, like kind of what she said before, what triggers these cravings? So um, stress, lack of sleep, pictures, smells, memories of foods, they all trigger these types of cravings in our brain. And we're looking for that dose of dopamine, which is uh, um something that triggers feelings of pleasures in your brain. Um, some of the additives that our food have, uh, they help release the dopamine um, to our brain, and that includes sugar and caffeine and salts, which we find in a lot of those high-calorie um, foods and foods that just really aren't great for us. Um, our brains just crave them, and we reward them when we give in to those cravings. Uh, in a future episode, we hope to bring on someone with a little more knowledge as to how our brain affects our cravings and has a background in neuroscience to really dig deep into this topic. We'll get all sciencey for you guys. In yeah, a definitely. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so food is uh, is let's say food is scientifically engineered to form habits. Um, and the biggest example I think is sugar. Uh, the sh sugar is, it has addictive properties. Um, our brains latch onto that. Our, our feeling of being satisfied from eating these sugary substances, um, will form a habit. So it is addictive. And I think the latest statistic is that sugar is even more addictive than nicotine and cocaine. So, um, A, it's not great for you, but you know, when you're on the, the sugar kick, it's hard, it's hard to get off of sugar. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I'm a huge, I have a huge sweet tooth. So, uh, I did, I did really well a couple years ago cutting sugar out. Um, but now I'm back on it full speed ahead. And it's like one of those things that I know is bad, but you know, when you're hungry or you're having stress or what have you, sometimes the easiest thing is to grab a handful of M&Ms and somehow that's <laughs> supposed to make you feel better. Not good for your teeth either, by the way. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, sugar is everywhere and it's hard to get away from it. I mean, you can find it in your ketchup. You can find it in obviously, you know, drinks and a lot of the processed foods uh, have sugar in it. So when you're reading the labels, it's sometimes shocking to see that sugar is an ingredient sometimes at the very top of whatever it is you're eating. Um, so it's, it's, it's not hard to get away from, but if you start reading labels, you can start to eliminate as much of the processed refined like white sugar out of your diet. Um, and even, you know, products that don't necessarily need to be sweetened are still sweetened with some form of sugar. So, uh, not to mention, you know, sugar in general, like I said, is, is not good for you, but it also leads to other problems such as type two diabetes, um, obesity, uh, you know, all kinds of health problems. And it goes back to once your brain is hooked on sugar, then your body becomes addicted to sugar and the two just go hand in hand. Yeah, definitely. And they, they even have like cases out there that they don't understand why our body is reacting a certain way. And they've diagnosed new uh, diseases and stuff because of sugar and all that. So it's just not all that good for you. And it's, it's really, really hard to get away from it right now just because it's, it's being added to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so a little something that I want to input about sugar is it's really hard on our body's gut health and having a good gut health is like a lot an answer to a lot of our health issues. Some of these health issues include upset stomach, weight changes, sleep issues, lack of energy, skin issues like acne, food intolerances and allergies. And there's so much more that sugar really uh, upsets our body's balance. Um, so what exactly does sugar have to do with your gut health? Well, there's two different types of bacteria in your gut, and one is considered good and one is considered bad. When you eat a lot of sugar, you're constantly feeding that bad bacteria and letting it thrive. When your gut has an overgrowth of this bad bacteria, it's when the health problems really start to arise. Um, and this is why it's so important to eat like fermented foods that include like kombucha, sauerkraut, kimchi, and yogurt um, for the probiotics in them. And the healthy fats also are really good too for like coconut oil, avocado, butter, and salmon to balance and repair gut issues. Um, these foods are also extremely important to eat while you're on an antibiotic because antibiotic or antibiotics um, wipe your entire gut system clean of both good and bad bacteria. Um, and if you don't have access to these types of foods that I just mentioned, adding a probiotic supplement is so much better than doing nothing at all. Um, the best advice that I've ever been given, though, is to focus on the foods that you should eat rather than ones that you shouldn't. It's so much easier to want to eat things and have an, a positive experience around food rather than negatively thinking about why you are eating that cookie or a piece of cake or something that you really shouldn't be eating. A good supplement to eating something instead of eating sugary foods, you know, fruit has enough sugar in it that uh, you can replace like the candy bar or what have you. Like fruit, fruit, 
fruit has sugar in it, but it's not the processed refined sugar that's so bad for you. So instead of, you know, grabbing jelly beans or Skittles or whatever, I mean, on occasion it's fine, but if you really are craving something sweet and you just want to satisfy that craving, then grab a banana or an apple or some grapes. At least it has some nutritional value in it as, you know, a piece of fruit does, as opposed to chomping down on a cookie, which you can still have, but don't make that your main diet basically. <laughs> so All right. what else? So we're going to talk a little bit about uh, per personal memories with food and why we associate foods with memories. Um, if you're here live with us, feel free to share a food that brings back a memory and what that memory is. If you're listening or watching a recording of this podcast, please feel free to share the, that food and memory in the comments. Uh, something that I both crave and have a really good memory with is peanut butter. Mm -hmm. I think it's because it reminds me of my dad and his love for peanut butter. Um, I remember when I was younger, my mom would always make angel food cake and top it with peanut butter frosting for my dad's birthday. Mm -hmm. And eventually I would always beg my mom for the same exact cake for my birthday. Um, and my, my dad and I are both like really obsessed with Reese's peanut butter cups because <laughs> the peanut butter inside is like so good. Yes. Um, and just FYI, Reese's is definitely the way to my heart. <laughs> is it really? Ooh, ooh. Yes. <laughs> I love Reese's too. I mean, there's something about chocolate and peanut butter that just can't be beat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's a good food memory. So every time you see peanut butter, does it just like kind of, or smell it, does it take you back to your... To, yes, to those instances. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Um, one of my, like every time we, I have hot dogs, it kind of like transports me back to when I was a kid and at Halloween time when we'd go trick or treating, my parents would force us to eat dinner before we went out, you know, to go knock on doors to get candy. <laughs> and every Halloween we had to eat hot dogs, but they weren't even like grilled hot dogs. They were boiled in a pot of water and they weren't even that good. But every time I see hot dogs, it kind of like, I don't eat hot dogs that often, but that's one, <laughs> that's one thing that triggers a food memory or something from my childhood. Definitely is Halloween time. Um, every time I see hot dogs or smell them, I'm like, oh, trip down memory lane. <laughs> What else? Uh, coconut. Coconut. So my, I'm half Puerto Rican. My mom's side of the family is Puerto Rican. So we spent a lot of time in Puerto Rico when I was a kid. Still go back. My grandmother still has a house there. And so coconut, coconuts are everywhere on the island. So I remember um, going there when I was a kid and just going to the side of the road and grabbing. My dad would grab coconut and just crack it open and let me drink all the coconut water. And he'd dig out all the coconut meat and... Till this day, it, it like brings me back to the island. Just the scent, even <laughs> coconut oil. Like I just instantly am transported back. It's oh, funny how, so cool. <laughs> yeah, it's funny how food does that. You know, even just the scent, kind of like a song, you know, will right. take you back to, but food definitely has that impact. Yeah, I definitely feel like food, like really, like the memories are so much more vivid because it's just like, you remember the taste and the smell and just like the environment around you so much better. Yes. And I think that's part of the reason why um, food memories or memories can be triggered by food because you're using all of your senses. You're obviously using your sense of taste and smell, but sight and touch and 
you know, hearing like the chicken frying in, in the <laughs> pot of oil or whatever. You're using all of your senses when it comes to food. So it has a really big uh, lasting impact in your brain. And so it's natural that it would just, you know, take you back to whatever it was you were doing when you had this particular food item. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I definitely think that's why, like when we get sick or like, like good or bad examples, like when we get sick, like from a food, we know exactly what the food was, what yes. restaurant, who we were with every element of the event. Like, it's just like you vividly remember it and then you like avoid that food or whatever. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. To the point where you sometimes might never want to eat it again, ever. You're right. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely think it's it makes it so much easier with all five senses uh, to remember each part of your memory um, and your experience. Like a typical example would be like making Christmas cookies with your mom, mm -hmm. just because of the idea of nostalgia and all that. And our food memories are based on who's with us in the situation and all the emotions included in the event. So exactly. Definitely, definitely memories of food are so much stronger than every other memory, I feel. <laughs> yes. And, you know, food is tied to so many social aspects, of course, birthdays and graduations and funerals and births and you know, potluck dinners that, you know, at, or potluck lunches at work or what have you. <laughs> Anytime there's an event or you're meeting with a group of people, food in some form or another, whether it's a full on meal or just some cheese and crackers or what have you, it's always included um, all the time. I, I don't care who you are or what culture <laughs> you're, you are a part of or where you are in the world. Food usually is a big component to a group gathering of some of some sort so it's like a common thread throughout humanity right and I, I definitely think that's why we have like so many different like traditions centered around food and um different like cultural food and different types of food and just i don't it's just food is a social thing so it's just centered around that <laughs> yes Yep. And I think in a future episode, we will be discussing some cultural differences with, you know, with regards to food. And um, that's, that's a podcast coming up in the future. Yeah, as definitely. Well. <laughs> yes. So. All right. Um, did anyone in the chat have any food uh, memories that they wanted to share with us? Trying to think of another memory from when I was a kid. I think I told the story <laughs> last podcast, maybe, or maybe when we did it on the other one. Um, Pop Tarts. Every time I see Pop Tarts, it makes me think of Sunny Delight because when I was a kid, my I had to go to this friend's house in the morning before we walked to school, and my parents would, you know, feed us a normal breakfast like oatmeal and eggs or whatever. And I'd go to my friend's house and wait for her to get ready for school. And then we'd walk to school together. And every single morning, her mom gave her Pop-Tarts and Sunny Delight. And I always <laughs> used to complain that I never got Pop-Tarts and Sunny Delight because my parents gave us like normal food for breakfast. And I used to be so irritated that I never got the Pop-Tarts and Sunny Delight. But to this day, every time I see Pop-Tarts or Sunny Delight, it just takes me back to elementary school when I'd have to go to Christy's house and sit there and watch her eat her <laughs> breakfast. That's too funny. Yeah. 
Okay, let's see. We got a food memory. Okay, coupe du jour. Food memory. Mom used to cook a lot of liver, which is empirically disgusting. So I remember cutting it up tiny and mixing it with mashed potatoes and cream corn to hide the <laughs> gross flavor. Ugh. And even that all together doesn't sound that great. <laughs> it doesn't. No, not at all. <laughs> Creamed corn, mashed potatoes, and slivers of liver. Mmm. <laughs> Oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Alrighty. My dad used to grow mint in the backyard, and he would intentionally run over it with the lawnmower. And then I don't know if any <laughs> of you have ever grown mint before, but it will grow like weeds. Oh, It'll, yeah, definitely. Yes, it would just cover everything. And then he would take it and hang it in the kitchen on st- string to dry it out so he could make mint tea and mint jelly. And for the longest time, the scent of mint would just turn my stomach because it was just like mint overload in my house and outside you could always (laughs) smell it yeah we have the like similar at my parents house like with the mint like I don't think my mom realized that like mint just spreads everywhere it does (laughs) so like we had one mint plant and then eventually our whole garden was filled with mint and I like our beans and our cucumbers and our tomatoes they like smelled like mint, mint but then like also like it was like the flavor of the actual thing oh, it was weird so weird <laughs> liver fried, doesn't make it better a food memory from billy fried hot dog slices with eggs and you loved it interesting fried hot dog slices with eggs what kind of eggs like scrambled yeah okay hmm interesting that's cool. It kind of like reminds me of like the whole like hot dogs and mac and cheese thing. Oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> Something my brother would always make for me when uh like he would babysit. <laughs> mac and cheese and hot dogs. Yeah, and I was like, this is all right. <laughs> but that was like all he could make for me. <laughs> I don't know why, but. Any other food memories for you, Trina? Hmm. I can think of right now I was like really trying to rack my brain earlier of like food memories like I know I have them I just couldn't think of them yeah I'm trying to think of more I can't think of much more all right oh carbonite uh, has one I remember sneaking down in the cellar at my grandparents house to get into the sauerkraut my grandpa used to make Aww. <laughs> so does sauerkraut still bring you back to that those instances when you were a kid <laughs> Hot dog with mac and cheese is so good. I agree. Beta, <laughs> hello. Food memory for me is trying a Beyond Burger for the first time. So how was Ooh. it? I hear they're amazing. I'm not sure exactly. I think it's plant-based. So Yeah, that's, I, I think so. That's great. <laughs> yeah, sauerkraut. I like sauerkraut. You loved it? Yes, it's vegan. Okay, cool. Definitely we will give that a try. Alrighty, before we end this episode, does anyone have any questions about the things that we talked about tonight or just for us in general? When we get into the uh, science behind food cravings in a future episode, we'll have lots of insightful information from someone in the chat, hopefully. (laughs) A particular person. (laughs) 
I wish I would have prepared questions. Oh my goodness. <laughs> next time, Carbonite. Yes, next time. <laughs> we'll be here first and third Monday. So get your questions yeah. ready. Did you post your topic before recording or did I miss it? So Carbonite, we actually just made a Twitter for the podcast. So if you want to go ahead and follow that, we both retweeted that account today. Um, and that's where we'll be doing like most of our updates and um, like when things go live on like YouTube and all of that. And what topics and right. are coming up and all that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. And yeah, we'll we'll try to be a little better with uh, announcing things in our discords too. It's just we got a little busy, and then all of a sudden we're like, "Oh, hey, it's the first Monday this week." <laughs> yeah. So we're we're working on organization and all that too. So yes, working through the kinks. It's fine. It's fine. You have a memory? Okay, what is it? All let's, right, let's hear it. <laughs> Most of my food-related memories are just that my parents used to make sure we all sat down together every night for dinner. Aw, that's nice. For like 15 years, we always ate together every night. That's, that is really cool. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Not everybody does that anymore, if at all. No. It's nice to I, just hang out with your family and check-ins, even, you know, see what everybody's got going on. and. Yeah. I know, like, with my family, like, we tried to do that for the longest time, but, like, both my brother and I were, like, in a million activities, so oh. we just ate when we ate. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, tough when you've got all kinds of extracurricular stuff to do. I have a bad food memory involving broccoli and Velvina. Velveeta. Oh, God. Uh-oh. I have a bad food memory with asparagus, but, like... I'm over it now, so Are you? for the longest time, I, I couldn't smell it. I couldn't eat it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, the only thing I don't like is runny eggs. That's, that's, that's it. Otherwise, I'll eat anything else. Really? Even mm. like hot peppers? Yeah, I love hot peppers. I love everything hot and spicy. <laughs> I got seasick out fishing on the ocean after eating a Snickers bar and didn't touch another one for 10 years. Oh my God. Oh, wow. That's dedication. Yeah. <laughs> How could you say no to Snickers? <laughs> you know what? A memory of food. My mom used to make pork chops, canned corn, and mashed potatoes at least once a week. My parents were not creative cooks. <laughs> when, uh, when I was really young, my parents would make this weird concoction. It was a bagel with cream cheese ham and pineapple oh it's that, really good i believe but like, it that sounds it's interesting. like it's like the cheapest meal you could possibly make that sounds <laughs> that sounds good i have a friend who used to get um bagels with cream cheese cheddar cheese tomato and onion cream cheese and cheddar cheese it's actually really good <laughs> can i ask the difference between cilantro and parsley um well they're just two they're different just... herbs <laughs> right <laughs> they're just different they taste different they look different i mean they're both green but they're just completely different cilantro is used a lot in mexican food parsley is used a lot in i don't know i use it once a week for my shrimp scampi that i make parsley's can be used in what else like potato salad and you wouldn't put cilantro in potato salad, I don't think. Mm-mm. 
It says parsley is a mild bitter. Wait, does cilantro and parsley taste the same? They look yeah. similar with the very different herbs. Cilantro is a powerful herb with curved leaves, while parsley has a more delicate flavor and pointed leaves. Yes. Interesting. Yeah, but some people taste cilantro and it totally tastes like soap to them. I think it tastes like soap to Taylor because he hates when I put it in food. Oh, really? It, <laughs> yeah. it might. It might. Any last minute food memories that you can <laughs> pin down from when you were a kid? Or if a certain scent conjures up an emotion of some sort? Hmm? Anyone? <laughs> I know I have more I just can't think of them off the top of my head like s'mores s'mores always you know just mm. instantly reminds me of a campfire right and, and that smell of wood burning All right. Well, if there's no questions, go ahead and end here. All right. Well, well, same to you. All right. Well, you guys, I guess that will do it for our second episode of uh, Absolute Nom. And don't forget, you can find us live on Twitch throughout the week at Trina Ballerina and Muddy Saul. And we will see you every first and third Monday of the month.